Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. All right, so today's uh, inflammatory uh, podcast episode title is Einstein Was Wrong. Uh, Some people could say, Michelle, how in the world would you say that? Einstein was really cool. Yes. All right. I'm not necessarily saying that, but some people have said it. And, and, and let's talk about what that means. So some people who are squarely in that rational, logic, reasoning place, which is not a bad place, we need those things or we wouldn't have, oh, I don't know, places to live, electricity, plumbing. I'm really a big fan of those things, okay? But some people who live in those places also might not be acquainted so much with the mystery of life. And sometimes they will look at um, insights, imagination, Uh, you know, these, um, sometimes you'll hear a person say, I can't explain it, but I know this is true, right? When we talk about a gut or or, um, a hunch, right? There's a book out there by Malcolm Gladwell that's called Blink that literally describes uh, in research-based form um, the gut hunches that we have. Fascinating work. So some people in that logic reasoning place will look at others who receive those uh, inspirations and they'll say, those are just illusions. Those are made up. That's just your imagination, right? Um, not too many decades ago, we actually had a belief that imagination wasn't real. It wasn't even a thing, right? But now we understand that there are some people with a very active imagination and it has a really, really good use in the creation process. But sometimes they'll say, that's not real, or I'm not trusting your gut. I need something that I can measure, right? But the co-creation process, if you truly understand what it is and how it works, it is based on a feeling, a connection, an intuition, for example, I, I've, I've been in places before um, where I knew I needed to go to this conference. I didn't have money to go to this conference. I literally slept in my car in the, the, the parking garage, you know, three days in a row because I didn't have money for the hotel, but I knew I needed to be there at that conference. Uh, and it was one conversation that changed the direction of everything for me. I've had multiple, um, uh, especially in the last several years. It's, it's, it's such a common occurrence for me. I trust it so much now. So my, my intuition, um, I, I will trust that more than anybody else's reasoning because I've had so many experiences with it. But many people will look at that and say that's, um, you know, not real. Einstein, uh, if you look into his, um, into his, his story, basically, um, he, not only had an imagination, but he had an incredible gift for long-term sustained observation and simmering of ideas. So it wasn't just imagination. It was, you know, the theory of relativity. He, He came up with that, honestly, through years of going to the same place in nature. So he would go by this river that had a, a bridge for walkers, a bridge for um, a train. And he would imagine himself sitting down, observing the river 
and the people walking in the train or being on the train and observing other people or being a walker and observing or being a fish and observing everything, right? And so his theory of relativity came from these repeated imaginations over time. And would you say that Einstein's theory of relativity has nothing to do with our world? <laughs> no. If you've watched the movie Oppenheimer, you'll understand what a significant impact that has had. Now, some would say for good or bad, I'm not here for judging that. I'm just saying this idea that many people would say, oh, that's silly. They actually now call him a genius for. Right. So so if if there's a mystery, right, that's a figment of my mind, an imagination, an illusion, then then people like, you know, the Einsteins, the, the Wright brothers who, let's face it, Leonardo da Vinci had the idea for flight hundreds of years before the Wright brothers took it and ran with it. OK, um, Edison and all of his different, um, uh, you know, inventions, all of these people that are masters, um, that their ideas, you know, what it should have never worked and that's what i'm trying to get at because sometimes when i talk to coaching clients they'll have an idea and inspiration and they'll immediately talk themselves out of it as that's not a real thing and, and so i look at it and i'm like okay so was einstein and edison and the wright brothers and all of these other people who had the same creation process going on was that not a thing for them You see what I'm saying? Like your idea is just as important as the ideas that they were getting. So to call your idea as nothing, but to acknowledge the masters in the same creation process and say, oh, there's something different about them. No, there's not. All ideas are for all people. You can take an idea and run with it at any time, just like those, those other guys. So um, Abraham Heschel said this, he said, to assert that the most sensible minds of all ages were victims of an illusion, that religion, poetry, art, and philosophy were the outcome of self-deception is unreasonable. So really what he's saying is you look at inspiration, let's say from an artist or, or a poet, and you say that has no logic. When people are saying, you know, actually this creation process that comes to everybody is very logical. It has a, a, a set pattern, right? So when I talk about the co-creation process, when you receive an idea from source, you use your executive functioning facilities to say, hmm, okay, if I stuck with that idea, what would that look like? If you get it into your values and your feelings and your beliefs and you're like, oh, yes, let's go and do this. And then you clean out anything internally that might be keeping you from doing that. You find your partners, you go through the collaboration process, you can create and dream anything into existence. I know this is true because it's a universal law. So just as it's true for the greats, it's also true for you. Okay? It's a lawful process of all creation. So to deny the mystery of these ideas that come to us in these forms as meaningless, honestly, it discredits all geniuses and, and also all saints, right? So I, I've noticed another trend. 
um, uh, you know, religion per se is maybe not everybody's cup of tea. Um, going to church might not be your thing. Uh, I totally understand that. I have my own journey in that as well. And there are many different reasons for that. And I'm not here to tell you that you need to be a religious person. You need to go to church or not go to church. I don't care. That's up to you to decide. But here's the thing. When you discredit somebody's um, experience of mystery that they find in a church or a religious institution, or let's say, um, you know, a sacrament, a rite, a ritual, when you discount that mystery that they find, because you're not finding it, that's irrational. So, you can notice that someone else is having a different experience than you because they have a different life than you. You can acknowledge that they're feeling the mystery. You can also acknowledge that you're not. And you can go somewhere else and feel the mystery there, right? So to call someone um, out because they're feeling this and say that you're not being rational, well, that is actually irrational. <laughs> okay? See, we're, we're kind of flipping the tables a little bit today. When we come upon anything that we feel like we have completely figured out, right? Uh, really, that's a, an ego move because we're no longer leaving room for that mystery. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that um, we're not turning mysteries into idols made in our own image. So when you look at someone having this, this um, mysterious experience within a church, we don't want to turn that mystery into an idol based on your image and say that is, you know, that's nothing. You know, when I talk to atheists, I don't have a problem talking to atheists. I love, uh, you know, all people. And most of the time I have no issues, you know, with, with an atheist and their faith. And, you know, because they do have a faith, no matter what other people will say. Um, and many times I believe that their faith is very uh, much in alignment with Christ consciousness, um, just not the church. Um, and sometimes when I talk to, let's say, Christians uh, in, in the church, I don't get that same feel. <laughs> okay, I, I get the feel that they figured it all out and there's no more mystery. Sometimes when I talk to an atheist, I feel like they're smack dab in mystery and they don't have anything figured out. And, and everywhere in between. But what I'm saying is when you think that you've got it all figured out, there's no more mystery, and now you start to judge and, and blame and shame yourself and others because of that, that is irrational. That is not using the creative process. That is a destructive process. So if you truly, truly, truly want to have more life in your life, you've got to make sure that you're still having this sense of mystery. And part of that is not judging and blaming when you get an idea that comes to you. Entertain that idea for a while. See where it goes. Is that going to create more freedom and love for yourself and others? If so, what would happen if you did that something with that idea? But to just judge it and say, oh, no, that's a terrible idea. And to look at others who have ideas and, and enact the creation process with them. That's being irrational. Okay. All right, so Einstein was not wrong. 
Also, Einstein uh, brought us great um, theories to think about that also built the science. And so some people would look back and say, you know, but he, he was not a fan of quantum physics. He was at the very end of his life. He was coming to that awareness or knowledge, uh, um, understanding that quantum physics was um, the science of all sciences. Uh, and so, you know, there's lots of debate around that. So Einstein was wrong or not wrong, uh, depending on the perspective that you take. Because, you know, the theory of relativity tells us that he can be both. <laughs> so, uh, now that I've uh, really kind of jerked you around in your thought today, uh, go be well. Have an awesome day. I, I love you so much. I really, really do. I have tons of gratitude in my heart for you. And so with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.